everyone. Welcome back to Black Girl Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode, the third in the mini-series, Station Eleven, named Hurricane, written by Shannon Houston, directed by Hiro Mura. I gave this episode a 10 out of 10. I really enjoyed it. It was centered around a beautiful black woman, uh, which was unexpected. I didn't. I thought we were gonna get a brief scene with her, and that was about it. But I should have known. She's the author of this novel, and to see how her story transcends time it is rather poetically beautiful to me. It is also the first of the month of February, so uh, Black History Month. Happy Black History Month to everybody. <laughs> Every time I realize it's Black History Month, though, I automatically think of Bill Burr in his rant on SNL. It's like, these are equated people. <laughs> Again, 28 days. I'll never not love him for that. Uh, before we jump into the recap, do me a favor. Hop on to uh, iTunes, rate the podcast, leave a review, like, share, subscribe. Really very much helps me out. Appreciate it. We started Chicago 2005. Miranda Carroll goes in for an interview. Leon was acting like he had no idea who put that on his books until she said her best skills are listening and organizing and then he recalled who she was. Uh, she doesn't have much experience, but he seems entranced enough to explain to her logistics, which she's really interested in. Uh, point of origin. I like the way he explained that and what her draw would be to that. Where do you see yourself in 20 years? She replies, working for you or we'll all be dead. I like Leon. I don't even know why. He's like, you funny. Straight face and everything. <laughs> Chicago 2020. Miranda is still working for Leon, who wants her to return to Malaysia for a deal. However, she needs to make one last stop, which is when we first are introduced to her meeting with Arthur. Young Kristen asks how they met. We get another flashback to when Miranda was in a diner drawing what uh, appears to be her spaceman. At this point in her life, I believe the spaceman was meant to represent her love of her father. But at the end of the episode, it's the love of Arthur. He tries his best pickup lines on her. <laughs> you might know my face, you know, do I look familiar? Blah, 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 blah. Apparently she does know him though. Uh, because I think that line, I've never seen your movies. I don't like movies. And then her uh, her burn at the end, like, yeah, I did know who you were. Um, and that's what I was drawn to. Woo! It was some really good writing this episode. <laughs> I will say her reaction, I cannot pretend that is not me anytime anybody tries to strike up a conversation. I am that person that will be sitting alone somewhere in a diner or a library or the bar yeah, I know. It's weird reading a book in a bar. I don't care. It's where I wanted to read my book and there's alcohol there. And then you got to sit there with a the polite head nod, but inside. No one asked you to be my best friend. I know that's so antisocial. <laughs> but uh, it's not the first 
parallel I had with Miranda, which is why I think I like the episode so much. He tries to hint that he's a celebrity, but Miranda has no idea who this man is. Then he joins her and tries to find anything that will get her to talk with him, but she leaves after laughing at his $1,000 offer to buy her painting, which is that of a banana. He wants her to follow... Well, he first invited her to his friend's birthday party, which it turns out to be Clark. Uh, He chases her out. It's a cute little scene. Eventually, she accepted his invitation then we go to malaysia 2020 miranda meets with jim phelps who is so fucking tall they are in a joint uh business venture because his company bought her company they find out that their meeting is canceled and then the mask appear and she wishes them luck fuck this shit i'm out Mm-mm. fuck this shit i'm out no thanks don't mind me i'ma just grab my stuff and leave excuse me please fuck this shit i'm out nope fuck this shit i'm out all right then i don't know what the fuck just happened but i don't really care i'ma get the fuck up out of here this shit i'm out miranda's black dar went up so quick yes we have black dar <laughs> jim would be looking around why did he cancel our meeting what the fuck is going on what's up with the mask why don't i have one why are these people running around shouldn't be more people here she immediately realizes something is wrong and people are dipping we flash back once again to the birthday party miranda draws the symbol that Kristen has for the number of people she's killed to her it's an emotion that means cut and go as she is looking at arthur clark kind of warns her that arthur ain't shit knowing he picks up stray fascinating people that that are then abandoned and he's left to speak with them but maybe she thinks that or she tells him that she acquired him and not the other way around she knows arthur is a storm she can't wait to fuck the way her eyes keep devouring his short ass yeah you got that yummy yum that yummy yum that yummy yummy yeah you got that yummy yum that yummy yum that yummy yum clark and arthur used to be in a play together before he got rich and famous Uh, she tells them that both their characters got killed by hamlet which i'm not up to date on my shakespeare so i don't get the reference but it felt dark and he felt like he fell in love currently she calls leon and he tells her she needs to get the hell out the flu has mutated and she has six to seven hours to get out before the peninsula is on fire with the government curating it from the news and as soon as i heard that i was like wow these really were some unfortunately <laughs> that utopia i think there's another one where i was like damn the flu is on everybody's mind just playing on all the hysteria definitely um catnip for the the, the conspiracy theorists like see see they would have put it in china too a country that is not a democracy (laughs) so of course that makes a whole lot more sense because they would have that type of control uh he takes her by sea he tells her the safest route is by sea and that there is a tanker with a captain that owes him a favor 
but her survival is her own don't tell anybody she begins to pack and leave with her sat phone and it's better not to be noticed she is of course quoting from her book and it speaks of i think something relatable for all introverts <laughs> we have the tendency to have a lot of a lot of um not all of us because that seems very uh it's a generalization not covering every person not the same but i know me personally i do have them stacks on stacks on stacks of walls so not being noticed means that you don't have to you don't have to put yourself out there i love how and i mentioned this earlier the characters we are seeing in the future relate to this one woman in her own tale of tragedy also a testament to how literature is timeless she receives a christmas wrap package at the front desk and i laugh so hard because it does seem like because every black person got that wrapping paper somewhere in the back of the closet from christmas <laughs> like i need to tell, give you something ain't got nothing to wrap it in so you were wrapping in that shit it just felt so ghetto so uh um relatably ghetto and then she sees jim who intends to go play golf because you're fucking a white male you're a white man and yes he has been notified that the world is about to end but you know he thinks it's just gonna blow over she tells him his side of the pitch is weak in case the world doesn't end and he appreciates the honesty and will work on it she plans to get the hell out of dodge that was such a statement of the cultures even the most stupid of us gonna wait and see like i don't know what's going on but i'm gonna at least gonna get my ass somewhere where i have a better chance she calls arthur tells him she made a mistake and that she will come and find him somehow flashback she wakes up in arthur's grandmother's place and talking shit about a script they bond even further she can't believe she talked about herself she begins to talk about her father and the hurricane that likely took his life despite trying to outrun it she is charmed into those sheets um her father used to work on cruise ships like the cleaning the holes in the future or i guess in the present on the bus to the dock she is told by leon she will be adrift for a year just as she finds the boat she will take to her safety plus that girl was coughing he was like how far away are you from that girl <laughs> she's like stop the bus get me the fuck off she gets the call from clark that arthur is dead uh, this affects her very deeply she ends up stumbling and falling hitting her head losing the keys to the boat i shouldn't have left is the only thing that she could say uh it's that that's the worst you're afraid to love so much you miss out on it a little too close to home on the red carpet in hollywood 2007 there are already rumors of an affair with elizabeth who really wants to be her friend but <laughs> she not only dismisses the woman's friendship but isn't too concerned that that might be a threat at home she is distant constantly working on her graphic novel if not her actual work 
and then i got it the man that ruined his life that's what he meant when he told Kristen. while he is thinking about marrying her still the emotional distance is causing a strain in the relationship at a dinner party it is revealed arthur aka art showed elizabeth her work and she enjoyed it thought it was profound but considering she didn't want anyone to see her work and has kept it an entire secret because uh, it is her her own pain and her own tragedy that she's kind of obsessed in uh, it spells the end of their relationship doesn't bode well on how that relationship was going to end <laughs> she went full angela bassett on her at on his ass i said oh lord jesus it's a she's about to propose a toast he's like please don't <laughs> but all she does is quote one of his movies before dumping out the wine by the pool clark doesn't hide he knows about the affair but were they having an affair i'm not quite sure if they were or not uh but I, I'm guessing they were. Clark is the best friend. Even though people don't know why he's there. They're still really close friends. But he has. He's like I miss cocaine. <laughs> that made me laugh so hard. Because it's so fucking honest. It's like I know I'm a washed up person. I'm only around because my best friend is a celebrity. But I'm not. I'm not anyone. And I keep. But I might even just be someone who's here to prop him up. Who knows? There's probably a little bit of both in there. She believes the book ruined her life. And I realized too that he had quoted her. I don't want to live the wrong life and die. Now that is fucking profound. <laughs> uh, because, well, yeah, one, he had already seen her word. But that is, I don't think that well i don't know how many people think that thought i know i've had that question many a times that's why i definitely have I, I constantly ask myself i don't want to live a long life and die which means i don't i have to pursue all that i can pursue while i'm living she packs her things and pretends it's okay that it was just temporary he tries to say that they weren't having an affair because that's pretty bold the woman you're having an affair with just sleeping on your couch but she uh she's not hearing it her work allows her to escape from the calamity of what is love also <laughs> the mic drop your pool house is on fire i come to make an announcement i love the scene the the line that she did during the toast from one of his movies maybe you were too early and maybe i was too late and i was trying to catch up i think that's what she really was doing with her work it just she was in her own head so much so that he got scared he was in love and he wanted more they got married and it didn't seem as if he had her how he wanted her because there was a part of her that wasn't there yet currently uh, in 2020 when she meets up with him he has a son with elizabeth named tyler and there was a second copy so wait was quote unquote david tyler or someone that knew him uh, in malaysia she gets back to the motel and begins to drink only briefly seeing a photo of Kristen when she goes online 
Jim is in denial talking about a sales pitch where uh, during the sales pitch meeting, because she's like, sure, whatever. Let's try it your way. <laughs> with all those men sitting there with masks and we still ain't got one. Uh, she admits that she went to work instead of being with the man that she loved and he died without her there. She and Jim have a heart to heart about their fear. He has no one. He thought, you know, it's like I went and played fucking golf. He breaks down in her tiny frame before they both go get room ceiling kits because they know that they're going to die. She calls an already dying Leon and tells him she made it. That was so sad because he was holding on. And just, you know, the world's ending. Who do you call? Who do you reach out to? Who's the most important person to you? The closest relationship. And it's rather sad that the closest relationship he had was to her but he did do all he could in his last minutes to make sure she was safe that last one good thing uh i I thought that was very profound too arthur asked her to stay in the flashback it seems uh you know let's have dinner let's catch up but she leaves going back to work thinking maybe she can come back which he wants very much so but it doesn't end up happening as she is uh, recalling this and you know sealing up her room there's a knock on her door and it's the spaceman because now she has uh, completely completely uh, reverted back into her mind a very very sad episode but also uh, poignant I really really felt a lot of the writing from an Arthur author's perspective but also a character perspective uh i like how this is tying to the past and uh i know she's gonna die (laughs) which is sad so very sad alone in this room and and it's it speaks to so much it really does it really truly does so so much words that i can't even put out there but i loved it so if you want to send feedback on our next episode, blackhookhouch at gmail.com, or you can leave a comment below on this podcast. My social media will be there as well. Remember to like, share, subscribe. Until the next time, peace, hair grease, and black girl magic.